Welcome to Camp Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. It just so encouraged my heart just to recount and remember what the Lord has done for us and what he has uh, taken into his body, what he received into his body, and how he allowed it to to go through his whole body to be the perfect sacrifice for you and me. For whatever ailment, whatever struggle, whatever pain that we're going through, the Lord Jesus Christ bore every sickness and disease in his body. I want you to think about that. Think about the the countless diseases and and struggles that are in today, today's world. We're we're hearing of so much in, in people with cancer, with kidney disease with, with struggles of, of, of just unimaginable things. But in that, I experienced the goodness of the Lord in that when I had kidney failure almost three years ago, the Lord said to me, this is not unto death, Amen. that I've paid for this and I'm healing you. And so the Lord restored my body where I was laying in bed for for many, many weeks and not even able to be here and not even realizing, you know, all that was going on around me. The Lord was ministering and strengthening my body and he was restoring me. And the prayers of the saints, of all you coming around me and praying for me, ministered so much to my body that I was able to experience what Jesus paid for. And that was wholeness in my body. And I'm so grateful to the Lord for him restoring me and healing me. And I'm just, today I'm standing here aware of the fact that I'm also so grateful for each of you. Because you know we need one another. You know there's times in which we are, are struggling and battling with certain ailments. And we need each other because the scripture says we will lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's not a maybe, it's a definite. So in that, we have the privilege of of praying for one another and seeing miracles be released in people's lives. So I just kind of want to recount today the miracle working power of Jesus. And starting in Matthew 8, his ministry really kicks into high gear. You'll see in Matthew 8, 9, and 10, wherever Jesus is going, he's healing all those that were sick. It says that there was not one person that was not healed. When you look at the scriptures, it says, all that came to him, he healed. So he wasn't looking at situations and thinking, well, you're a hard case. I don't know if I can deal with this one. I'll talk to you later, okay? He's like, he healed them all. There was nothing he could not heal. So let's look at Matthew 8, starting at verse 1. The first person I want to highlight here is the leper. And I want you to understand that Jesus touches the untouchable. He touches those that feel like your situation is so untouchable, so out there, so beyond what God could do. But Jesus proves that he is willing to touch even the untouchable. So Matthew 8 verse 1. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. 
And a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and present the offering that Moses commanded as a testimony. To me, this really shows the heart of the Lord in that anybody that comes to him, it is the willingness and the desire of our Lord Jesus that you be healed. There's no question. There's no doubt. He's saying, I am willing today, yesterday, and forever. I am willing to intervene into your life and to restore your body back to perfect health. So it reveals the heart of the Father that his heart is always eagerly willing to heal you. So never be in doubt. Well, I just don't know if he can heal this issue that's going on in my life. You've got to realize that the Lord is more for you than a lot of times we are even for ourselves. He's wanting, eagerly desiring for you to be healed. So imagine this moment. Jesus is coming down from the mountainside, and the crowds are, are following him. And all of a sudden, he hears this big commotion. And he sees the crowd starting to open up like a big chasm. And all of a sudden, there's this one individual walking down. And whenever there was a leper in the days of Jesus, you had to announce everybody, unclean, unclean, unclean. I just can't imagine even the the shame, just the weight of of, of feeling uh, horrible, like you're an outcast in society. Well, you had to announce to everybody, and, and trust me, everybody avoided you. Everybody uh, kept their distance because in the law, if you touched a leper, you were, you were, you were, well, you got, you got slimed. So bottom line is that you were not clean if you touched a leper. So in that, all of this commotion, the, the crowd drops back and this man approaches Jesus and the man's crying, unclean, unclean. And as he's drawing closer, you know, it's evident that, that the man is in desperate need. And he says, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. There's an element where he's not sure if the Lord is willing, but he is sure that the Lord can heal him. There's a definite faith element here where the leper knows that Jesus can heal him, but he's just not sure if he's willing. And the Lord makes it very clear concerning this man. He is willing. And immediately the man was cleansed. You know, here we see the compassion of Jesus defied the touching of the leper. He reached out and touched the leper. And in front of everybody, I'm sure, going against the law, all of a sudden all the eyes were on Jesus. But he reaches out and touches him, and he's made whole at that very moment. But what this is doing, this is demonstrating the heart of the Father. Because what Jesus brought on this earth 
was to minister healing to the brokenhearted, to claim forgiveness to those who were in their sin. And in that, he was demonstrating the very character and nature of our Father. He was revealing that his whole nature was to redeem mankind and bring wholeness to their lives. Spirit, soul, and body. And what Jesus brought in manifesting and demonstrating the heart of the Father, he eventually bought on the cross. So what he brought, he bought for you and me on the cross. So in that, it communicates the compassion and the love of our Lord Jesus Christ and defying all the odds that Jesus heals even the untouchable. The untouchable situations that are in people's lives, the Lord is able to minister to it. Secondly, verse 5. Jesus accepts the unacceptable. He accepts them and he embraces them. Look at verse 5. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. And I say to you, that many will come from the east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. And in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then Jesus said to the centurion, go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. It's very clear that the centurion understood authority because he was a man in authority. But he also knew that Jesus had great authority. And he also knew that he was from the Father. Because he said, don't come into my house. He knew that he was a man of God, God's only son. He realized the important nature of Jesus. But in that, he says, but knowing that I'm a man under authority... If I say to a soldier under me, I say, go, he goes. To another, come, he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. He seemed to really know exactly who Jesus was. He knew something about him that even those in Israel did not understand. This was a Gentile. This was an individual that that the Jews avoided. This was an individual that they did not hang out with. They were not to approach the Gentiles or to go where they lived. But Jesus accepted the unacceptable. 
And in this, it reveals the heart of the Lord for in any situation where, you know, I just don't, I just don't feel accepted. I just don't know if the Lord really understands where I am, what I'm going through, what's going on in my life. This is revealing the beauty of God's heart in that no matter what you are struggling with, he understands and he accepts you and he receives you into himself. And he embraces you as a father would a son and daughter. And it says that he marveled at his faith. You know, when Jesus marvels at something, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. When Jesus is highlighting this man's faith, saying, I've never seen such great faith in all of Israel through this man. And then it says, it gives hope to Abraham's descendants. He gives the messianic promise to this man by saying, to all of the Gentiles, one day, you're going to sit with me in paradise. You're going to sit at my table. You're going to enjoy what, what kingdom, the kingdom offers to those who are unacceptable. So those that felt like an outcast would be one day embraced by our Lord Jesus in the end. The next person I want to highlight is this, that Jesus does the unthinkable. Let's look at Matthew 8, 14. When Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she got up and waited on him. And when evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word, and he healed all who were ill. You need to underline that, all who were ill. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. I like what the New King James says. He took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. In this situation, Jesus does the unthinkable by crossing the gender line. He goes to a woman. And in, in that day, you were not to approach the woman. You were to, they were somewhat relegated to the side. They were doing, uh, they were doing work. They were doing housekeeping. But they were not to be given attention to in, in that day and time. But Jesus crosses the line, and he also challenges uh, the, 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 the Sabbath law. Because it says in Mark that Peter's mother-in-law was healed on the Sabbath. So he does two unthinkable things. He approaches a woman, and he heals on the Sabbath. I mean, he's breaking everybody's paradigm in a matter of probably of, of just 30 minutes to an hour. And this whole time, the Lord is laying a precedent for the Father's heart as it's concerning healing. He's laying out his heart and saying, it is available to no matter what your situation is, it is available to everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. And there's no situation that is too difficult. So his mother-in-law gets up after she's healed and she begins to serve the needs of Jesus and those in the room. And then it says that the demon possessed were brought to him and all those who were sick. 
and he healed them all. I believe that is such good news for all of us in that I know that there's individuals that can struggle with something and think, you know what, I, I know that the Lord has healed this person and I know the Lord has, has touched this person, but Lord, can you really do it for me? This person really has a lot of faith and this person walks in signs and wonders and miracles, but oh me, do I have enough faith? The Lord looks at our hearts, those that are, are weak in faith, and he says it just takes the, the, the seed of a mustard seed, which is very small. Anybody got a mustard seed in your closet, in your cabinet? You ever seen a mustard seed? It's, it's pretty small, is it not? It just takes a, a seed that small, faith that small, to begin to move mountains on your behalf. But let's look at Isaiah 53, verse 4. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely our griefs, our sickness, he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging, we are healed. First Peter 2.24 says this, And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. And then Matthew closes the section of this Isaiah prophecy. He says that he took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. You know, when Jesus carried our diseases, our sins, he also carried and bore our diseases. It's as easy for the Lord to heal you as it is for him to forgive you. When he bore into his body, he absorbed, he was the lamb, the sacrificial lamb, he absorbed and bore all of the sin of this world. And in his body, he bore all of the diseases of this world into his body. And he died, he shed his blood, he paid the ransom, it's paid in full, and so therefore, when we approach the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus, across the board, he's taking care of everything. Every ailment, every struggle, everything that we go through, the answer can be found in the cross of Jesus. It is all centered around that beautiful act of the Lord laying down his life for you and me. So, coming to a place where you can understand that when there is an ailment or a disease that is that is going on in your body, it has no right to be there. It has no right to be there because number one, it's been paid in full. It's already been taken care of and Jesus says he's removed it from your body. He's removed it from your life. And so therefore, if it manifests, it's off limits. It's not supposed to be there because in that, the sacrificial act 
has taken care of it and destroyed the enemy's grip on your life. So in that, I wanted just to kind of talk about how to receive your healing. What is the process that we go through in receiving healing in our body? Who likes getting a gift card at a, uh, at a local uh, store? Like, who likes Target, Tarjay? Who, li- who, who would like to get a $500 gift card to Tarjay? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know Dan back here. He 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 would love to have a, a gift card from um, Field and Stream. Yeah. Sit in me. <laughs> well, I, I I got a gift card from Field and Stream the other day, and I found it in my pocket. I was so excited because I could I could go get what I wanted. So I was excited to go and and uh, and and to get that. But but I want you. I want to use this as as an analogy because. Um, when you receive a gift card and, and the individual is giving you this gift card and they say, Sam, you can go to Field and Stream because there's $500 on this card. I would be a happy camper because I'd be thinking of the first thing. I want that deer stand. I want that Remington 700. I want those two fly poles. I'm, start th- I'm thinking of the things that I want. And so in that... In receiving a card, I believe that money has been put on that card. I believe that card has been paid in full with the money that's on that card. And so I'm going in into the store, and I look at that deer stand, and I say, I want that deer stand. And I look at it, and just like it says in in Mark 1123, the scripture says this, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. So I'm telling the clerk, I want that deer stand. And he goes ahead and brings it down. And at that moment, I am receiving that deer stand as a happy camper. I'm receiving that deer stand and I'm welcoming that into my life. You will be a part of my life. You will help me. (laughs) But I'm receiving this gift. And in that, as I'm receiving this gift, I am walking out to the counter with my deer stand, my fly poles, and my Remington 700. So, as I'm walking out, you know, when when you're asking for your healing... There can be some resistance to your healing. The enemy resists you because he does not want you to walk in the fullness of what God has given you. There can be resistance. So I get to the counter with all this stuff, and I, I, she starts ringing it up, and I say, well, I don't have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, you do. No, I don't, because I got a gift card. And I hand it to her. And I said, this card says that what I have has been paid in full. And all I have to do, I am expecting now to walk out that front door with my gifts in my hand. I am expecting that when I'm asking the Lord for healing in my body, I'm saying, Lord, I believe your word. I believe that you're a God that cannot lie. 
And Lord, your word says that by your stripes we were healed. When he took those stripes on his back, the scourging on his back, he was bearing all of the sickness, all of the disease, all of the suffering that is in mankind. I can't imagine that, but he bore everything that is is in this world. He bore it in his body. And so I'm declaring out loud, Lord, I believe your word is true. You're a God that cannot lie. And I believe that you paid in full my healing. And so now I am going to receive it by faith into my life. I'm going to receive your healing into my life. And I declare and decree that I expect it now to manifest in my body. You know, I, I, for, for many years, Dolores Winder, who you all know I've talked about many times, she ministered to many people healing. And I watched her minister healing to thousands of people. And signs and wonders and miracles were taking place all around her as she was ministering. And, and then she would say, Sam, go over there and pray for that person. And I'd go over and I'd pray for that person. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't quite yet see the manifestation of that moment in that person's life. And so later on, I, I might come back, and one day I said, you know, Dolores, why am I not seeing more miracles? Why am I not seeing more healing in people's lives? She says, because you're not expecting it. You're not expecting to see it. You're not expecting that it's going to manifest. I said, you're right. So when I lay my hands now on anyone who is sick, I am expecting at that very moment to see the manifestation of the healing of Jesus. I'm expecting it to come forth in their lives and to be real. You know, I'm so grateful that we can today call upon the name of the Lord at any time, in any situation, and our Lord will come through for us. And so, I am reminded today that if a body is struggling with sickness, that Jesus has bought your healing in full. So if he's bought your healing in full, you have a right today to stand up as a believer in Jesus Christ and tell the disease it's got to go. It can't dwell in your body. It cannot live there. It cannot be within your body. Because Jesus, you know, why should you have to bear something that he already bore? Why does it have to come out a second time? If he's already bore cancer, why does cancer have to manifest again in somebody's body? We need to stand on the miracle working power of our God. And I'm so encouraged when I'm hearing Dan week after week. There's ladies that are desperate. You know, a lot of times when you're desperate, it moves God's heart. And we're, here, we're seeing week after week of ladies that are being healed. I mean, Jim Carroll just the other day was talking about his toe that needed healing. And he spoke to his toe time and time again. And finally one day when he was working out, all of a sudden he realized, 
my toes all better. So I am encouraged today that sickness is not to be in our lives and we can be healed. Would you all agree? So let's stand. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.